0: It's the Morgan Evans More or Less Pickleball Podcast coming at you in 3, 2, 1, boom. My guest today is the Managing Director of Competition for USA Pickleball, which means she's a big deal. And if you meet her at a tournament, you should probably be nice. We're going to talk about the Nationals, December 6th to 14th at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. Primarily what it's going to take for people to get in. So if you're one of the legions of players that might be a little confused leading up to registration, then please welcome Karen Parrish. Karen Parrish, how are you?
1: I'm great, darling. How are you?
0: Very well, very well. Are you staying busy?
1: Oh, Yes. <laughs>
0: I imagine uh, the kind of workload you've got is second to none.
1: <laughs> it's right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Are you are you okay. excited as I am?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay, now, before we dive too deep into the uh, the tournament details, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the game, and and what sort of inspired you to become the managing director of competition for our governing body?
1: Sure. So I was working at a local gym, I guess you could say. And I was working at the front desk and this is our city gym. And I, I heard this noise in the back and I was like, what is this? So I go to the back and this is like back in 2012, 2013. And there was a, a nice man who had come down one of our snowbirds from Canada and happened to bring his equipment with him. And I fell in love with the game after the first hit. I was hooked, and I was like, how do I get involved? So I looked into USA Pickleball. At the time, it was USAPA, and became an ambassador, and I was a local ambassador. And when I signed up to be the local ambassador, they said, how about being the regional director? We don't have a regional director for the Atlantic South region. I said, okay, what all does that entail? And they explained that to me and I said, sure, I'd be happy to do it. All of this is volunteer time, which was no problem. So I signed up as being a regional director, did that for four, four and a half years. But as a volunteer, it was starting to become a lot and it was uh, just a lot, especially considering I worked a full-time job. So I needed to back off a little bit. And I was, became the district ambassador, which would have just been for my area, the Northwest Florida area. And then the position of managing director of competition came about. And, you know, at first I looked at it and I was like, you know, I, I I'm not sure. Cause it, you know, the office is out here in Arizona and I'm from Destin, Florida, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And so I looked into it and uh, through a very dear friend of mine who continued to contact me, as like, please apply for this position. (laughs) I did. And after a six-month process, I became managing director of competition in 2019. It's been a little over two years and I have loved every minute of it.
0: Wow. Who was the friend just out of interest? So we know who to thank.
1: Laura Patterson.
0: Laura Patterson. Okay. If I meet her, I will shake her hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic! I, I am glad you fell in love with the sport instantly, like like we most do, and have risen to to fame and fortune. Hopefully, <laughs> the nationals obviously is the kind of crowning achievement of competition for USA pickleball. It's a huge endeavor. I'm just curious, how many kind of staff and volunteers are, are going to be needed to run this year's event?
1: Okay, so on site. Oh, my goodness. You have your PickleballTournaments.com team that we could not do this without. They, You know, Melissa McCurley and yeah. her team do such an incredible job. We'll be working with them. Desert Champions, who's there at Indian Wells Tennis Garden. So you can imagine mm-hmm. all of their staff and everybody that's on board. Myself and my two co-tournament directors, Don Pabin and Terry Carter. And then the entire USA Pickleball staff, I, you're, you're looking at 50-plus people, I would think, that's going to come in and have all hands on deck to run this tournament.
0: Wow. That's uh, more people than some of the round robins around here. So, <laughs> impressive. Registration opens August 1st uh, for the majority of people. Compared to other tournaments, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, headaches involved. What makes this different compared to the majority?
1: Well, it is the national tournament, and with the national tournament, it's not something you can just register for because we don't have 100 courts with lights, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wish you know that we did, but we don't, so we have to limit it based on capacity and availability, and so through that, we offer the golden ticket. And what that means is if you get your golden ticket at a qualifying event, you get pre-registration, which gives you your automatic entry into nationals, right? Yeah. And then if there's any available slots afterwards, we have a lottery process. And what that means is if you have played in a qualifying event, your name is automatically in the lottery and we do a random draw. And during the random draw, which will take place in August – we will contact you to let you know that your name has been selected and you can log in and register for the events that you've been selected for.
0: Ooh, we should make it televised and we'll draw names out of a hat. That'd be great.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun?
0: (laughs) That'd be great fun. We'll do it on Centre Court at at, uh, Indian (laughs) Wells. I'm clearly nominating myself to uh, provide the hat.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, firstly, thank you for explaining those details. The average player who is relying on the lottery, you know, obviously the golden tickets had to carry over from 2019. What has that meant for the average player and their their chances to rely on the lottery?
1: So, for this year, it's going to be difficult because we had 2,300 plus players with golden tickets. And as you know, not everybody is going to play with that same person that they got their golden ticket with. So, you know, capacity could be an issue. It, it may not. But uh, again, we will see if there's any lottery availability for those players that aren't playing with the same partner. They may select someone that didn't get a golden ticket, but is available through what we call the lottery or by playing in a qualifying event. Okay. So we're expecting capacity to max out at 2,500 people. That's where we would like to be. And we'll see. We're in the middle of registration process now. I haven't taken a look at the numbers lately, but we're hoping to get to that 2,500 number.
0: Okay. So in a perfect world, a golden ticket holder would partner up with another golden ticket holder.
1: I mean, that would be great, but they can also split apart, which to me personally, if I want a golden ticket with somebody, I'm not sure why I would want to go <laughs> with somebody else. But it does happen for, you know, unfortunately, either they can't play due to injury or vacation or illness or whatever. And so they have mm. to find someone else.
0: Okay. But based on, you know, limited kind of number availability, there's no real guarantee that that can work? Or is it sort of, if one of you has a golden ticket, they can choose whoever they want and it's a guarantee?
1: That's right. So if you had, if I had a golden ticket and you didn't, but you played in a qualifying event, I can list you as my partner. And then I go ahead and register to hold that spot. And on August 1st, you log in and register and pay your event fee.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Well that's that's good news for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, pro players versus amateur players, is there a different kind of entry system or rules involved?
1: Well, there is this year. Uh we're implementing something you know, you know, to manage a pro event, it it takes a lot of work, right? Mm. So in order to make it manageable, we had to limit how we're going to handle that to ensure that all the pro players are able to get into the Nationals. What we've heard in the past is, you know, a 64-team draw in a men's doubles or mixed doubles. That's just way too many. I mean, honestly, it is. Yeah. So we've looked at this year doing a 32-team draw in men's doubles and mixed and a 24-team draw in women's doubles and in men's and women's singles you know you're going to have the best of the best to do that
0: for sure
1: we are going to have a national tournament committee that's going to come up with a selection process and it just so happens morgan that we may need one more person on that and i would love to select you to be a part of that team i could i could use your insight
0: oh uh well you're putting me on the spot here jeez. (laughs) Yeah, look, as soon as the check clears, I'm all yours. Don't you worry. (laughs) No, no, it's certainly something we we can talk about. And I'm honored you asked. And that was kind of alluding to my next question. If there is a selection committee that decides what is a pro, you know, there's a lot of players that play in pro divisions. However, you know, whether their rating actually warrants it or if they should be is a a different animal. Are you going to do it ratings based or is it actually, you know? going to be we're going
1: to go we're going to look at ratings one we're going to look at tournament history more so than anything else to take a look at who you've been playing against how well you've done against these players Mm. you might be a pro player and say i want to play in this event and then you end up playing ben johnson going 11-0 11-0 well you're probably not going to play in the pro event at nationals (laughs) so definitely a strong selection uh is going to take place on many different levels, looking at where they're ranked through different rankings engines we see out there, what your UTPR is out there, and the selection committee as well. And for anybody that does not make it into the 32-team draw, you'll be placed in the 5-0 bracket. So you'll still get your okay. – if you want a golden ticket because you played in an event, if you don't make it into the pro bracket, you still get into nationals through your golden ticket, but it would just be in a 5-0 event.
0: I see. Okay. Well, that's cool. Do you think there's ever going to be a good reason for a qualifying round robin or something like that prior to the main event?
1: Oh, absolutely. And we were looking at doing that this year. We were going to do a top 24 instead of 32 Mm. with a round robin or even a double elimination pro qualifier at the beginning of the week and then taking the top eight teams and bringing them into the bracket. So we definitely foresee something like that happening in the future one that's going to be a lot more manageable and two you know you're going to get the best of the best in these brackets it's not just a sign up and register to be in the bracket
0: yeah and that sounds like a great uh, happy medium that allows your average looky-loo that's trying to be a pro Mm -hmm. trying to make it at least a a chance so i do hope that that's something that can get put in in the future so step in the right direction there well done well done yeah (laughs) oh okay now quick question. If you want a golden ticket, say in 2019, and you were say a 3-5, but now you put in the training, a lot of people really drilled hard during COVID and, and say now you're a 4-5. Do you have to play in the ticket division or what you are now?
1: You register at your current UTPR. Okay. And we've noticed that, you know, you get your golden ticket by winning the event, but you register at your UTPR. So they would play at whatever their current UTPR is.
0: Okay, great. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're going to take a quick break there with Karen for a word from our sponsor, Coach Me Pickleball. Practice makes perfect, right? My name is Morgan Evans, and I have to tell you that practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes progress. That's why we've created Coach Me Pickleball. At Coach Me Pickleball, you'll find an extensive and growing library of lessons on topics covering every aspect of pickleball for every level of player. For one small monthly fee, you'll get access to every video in our library with new content added every month. Check out coachmepickleball.com to sign up for a free seven-day membership. Honestly, you'd be losing money if you didn't sign up. So, you know, go right ahead. Okay, back over to Karen. So you've been doing this for a while. Do you actually play tournaments? Do you, I haven't seen you wield a paddle. I know you're always very, very busy. <laughs>
1: I actually do play every once in a while. I was lucky enough to uh, participate in the Pacific Northwest Regional in Boise, Idaho, that was run by our regional director, Mike Hoxie, and his team and uh, had a blast. And I had a great time winning a gold medal in women's 4050 plus with certified referee Randy Levenbaum.
0: Oh, Mike. I know Mike. He's a good guy. He's great. Yeah, he came down and uh, ran a tournament for us uh, in Palm Desert.
1: Oh yeah I have Mike and I we've been through the regional director and the tournament scene for many years and he does a great job
0: For sure no no and hopefully we'll see him at the nationals
1: Oh yeah he's uh, he's also part of my national tournament team from the regional director side so I have no doubt he'll be
0: there Great excellent and one thing i noticed when i was uh, i was lucky enough to have a golden ticket and at the time of airing it was you know a week ago that i was able to uh, sign up for pre-registration. And I noticed there there doesn't look to be age within skill events available to to pro players. Is that something just to help make room for more players? I was able to register for men's doubles pro, but not any age events.
1: Oh, yes. So what that means is you're either a pro or you're not, right? So the ones that are 50 players or whatever, we want to make sure that they have an opportunity to participate in a skill age bracket, as opposed to, say, a 5'5 or six-zero or whatever player playing down, a pro is a pro, right? Yeah. You're at that level due to your tournament history wins, due to your skill level set. So if, if you're a pro, we want to see you playing in that pro event. Again, the only thing is, is we're limiting the draw. Right. So by limiting the draw, if you do not make it into the draw, you will be placed in the five-zero bracket.
0: Okay, I gotcha. So I know in in uh, previous events, often pros turn up and play the age events at the beginning of the week, and it gives them a kind of a warm up. Um, oh my goodness! We, pro- you
1: know, those days I used <laughs> to love those days. It was so much fun to watch. But knowing how many tournaments go on now. And how many people we have pre-registering, we just don't have the time or the availability to allow that. I will say this one of the things that we're looking at doing in the future, which they did at the US Open, which I had a blast attending and watching, was the skill age brackets where you had a, a, an older player playing with a younger player yeah. in the pro divisions. That was great. We wanted to accommodate that for this year's Nationals, but unfortunately, again, Or not, unfortunately, I should say, due to the numerous golden tickets, we weren't able to Mm. offer that this year. But look for that to be added in the future. That was such a great event.
0: Okay, so once the kind of the current bottleneck that's being caused by excess Mm -hmm. amount of golden tickets is kind of alleviated this year, next year's nationals there could be some uh, some interesting changes in formats.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's going to be a lot of fun. Not that this year won't, but you know, (laughs) we just felt it fair for the 2019 participants to keep their golden tickets that was the only way to do it. Yeah.
0: And I thank you for that cuz I was one of those. Um, <laughs> much much appreciated. I'm always <laughs> I'm always scared that I'm going to get knocked off uh, <laughs> some kind of <laughs> list that uh, helps me get into these things. So mm-hmm. thank you. All right. Now, so to help with uh, selection and uh, fielding the nationals, the USA Pickleball has come up with the um, the National Championship series of tournaments. I recently played in, uh, I think, the first of that, which was the Newport Beach Championship, where I I met you there. That was nice. What else is there in line uh, for the rest of the year for that series?
1: The regional tournaments are going to be filtering into what's called an Amateur Championship Series in 2022, right? So the golden tickets have been switched over to the National Championship Series. But with that being said, there are two regional tournaments, that did not get that opportunity to filter into this year's nationals due to when they are taking place.
0: Right. Okay. Like the
1: West Regional and the Mid-Atlantic Regional. So golden ticket winners from those two regionals will still filter into 2022. Great. Then you have the Newport Beach Tournament, which you just participated in. Thanks for coming. Oh, my gosh, the weather was fabulous. <laughs> we had so much fun with that. Then you have TOC coming up. And then you have the APP Atlanta Open and APP Hilton Head Open are the remaining tournaments for this year. We're still looking at bringing on tournaments in 2022 that would qualify to get internationals, which ones they are. We haven't selected yet. Uh, Probably will be the indoor national again, like we had in Birmingham Hoover this past year. That will probably be another one. But we're looking at having instead of, oh my goodness, I think this year containing the 2019, 24 plus tournaments, we're looking at doing 12.
0: Okay. Right. Excellent. So that sort of puts a premium on your performance in those those 12 and right. limits, limits the amount of uh, tickets that, that could be available. Right. So, I mean, obviously we're... The game where it was five years ago and to where it is now, there's obviously been some growing pain trying to legitimize the tournament as the nationals and not something whereby if you uh, are handy with a computer and you uh, manage to get in and and pay before anyone else, you get to come in. Has it been difficult now that you're uh, in charge and probably receiving a lot of emails from players that remember the Casa Grande days?
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know that difficult is the word. I think challenging might be a little bit better because you just put your head down and you go to work. But I will say this, having a great partner in PickleballTournaments.com makes a huge difference because we couldn't do what we do without them. Mm. And what I like to tell people is USA Pickleball and PickleballTournaments.com working together to provide you a championship experience. And to me, that's a golden ticket right there. The days of logging in and trying to get in quicker and, you know, who's got the quickest software system or internet system or whatever, those days are over. And I'm so very lucky and blessed to work with Melissa and her team in different scenarios on how we can provide a better experience overall for the players that are able to register for these events.
0: Nice. Yeah, I had Melissa on the show three or four weeks ago, and she is an absolute workhorse. It's amazing uh, what that woman gets done before breakfast. It's more than I do in a month, I think.
1: That's very true.
0: (laughs) So, obviously, the the writing is kind of on the wall here with where Nationals was going. It would seem, though, it would seem like in the next five or ten years... There isn't going to be a, a lottery per se, or at least it will just become a kind of a wild card and you will have enough regional tournaments and high level tournaments to be able to say, okay, if you got bronze, silver or gold in one of these, congratulations, you're, you're in or maybe just silver or gold. Is that something that you guys are preparing for? Or do you think there'll always be a lottery for, uh, for all the looky-loos out there?
1: Well, I think we're we're pretty much there now because we again, we had over twenty three hundred golden tickets. So for nationals, but again, that's from two years of registration. Mm. Could there be lottery in the future? I could very well see that there is going to continue to be some type of lottery or wild card in the future, but I could also see that that would be from medalist only in the future as opposed to just anybody that qualified by playing in that tournament. It is nationals. We do want the best of the best at these events. So our wildcard or lottery participants could be medalist only.
0: Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean it has to it has to get there eventually, right? It's something where we have a, a gold standard tournament like the nationals, it certainly needs to be the very best of the best. And I think everyone kind of understands that.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Now, obviously, the USA, I was about to say USAPA, I've been training myself so hard (laughs) to say USA Pickleball. (laughs) They partnered up with Indian Wells Tennis Garden, one of the premier venues in the sporting world. Do you know, I know you may have come on after that decision was made, but do you know how that kind of uh, came about?
1: So, yes, as a matter of fact, so as you had brought up earlier, the Casa Grandes or our contract there was up and we were looking for a venue. And then we happened to hear through the grapevine that there was this really nice tennis facility in Indian Wells that started a pickleball program, which I'm sure you are very well up because you were part of the group there that started the pickleball program. And thanks to yourself, Kim Jade, many other players there in that area that continued the growth of Pickleball there, we were able to start conversations as well as meetings, numerous meetings and conversations, and realize that this was more than just changing the venue to a one-year contract, but making this more of a multi-year contract, because there is no doubt, it is the premier event venue in the world. And working with desert champions at Indian Wells Tennis Garden is like no other. We are so lucky to have them as a partner and work with them on many aspects. And we look forward to continue working with them for many years in the future.
0: Beautiful. And obviously, there is a kind of an elephant in the room. And I just want to uh, address it and get it out of the way. There obviously has been a bit of an uproar from a lot of people regarding The necessary vaccinations to play in this year's nationals. And I think it's important for people to know that wasn't a USA pickleball decision that was on the hands of the venue. I'm sure they have very good reasons. And with any luck, uh, we'll still have a fantastic tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, we have a statement up on our website as well as they do. But again, I just want to reiterate that we are partners with Indian Wells and with Desert Champions. And you just don't leave a partnership or a relationship based on, you know, something like this. We work very well together. We work Mm. very hard with them, ensuring that the players and spectators alike are provided a championship experience. Again, we look forward to many years in the future of continued progress with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think with a lot of talk going on about this uh, Delta variant Yeah, it's hard to argue. It still kind of needs to be a safety first scenario. So hopefully uh, all the players out there that are thinking about that can put it to one side and still have a wonderful event.
1: I mean, absolutely. We're registering like nobody's business every day. So, (laughs) you know, we look forward to a great event. Can't wait to see you there.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, coming. Now, one last question. Trust me, and then you're off to save the world in another tournament. (laughs) Okay. I was at the Newport tournament a few weeks ago, and the Franklin ball was used. Is it fair to assume that the Nationals will also be using the Franklin?
1: Well, it's funny that you say that, because we're making an announcement regarding which ball we're going to use for Nationals tomorrow, so stay tuned.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so tomorrow, that'll be be exactly a week prior to this airing. So you, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't technically be spilling the beans if you wanted to say it.
1: I would not technically be spilling the beans. You're absolutely correct, but I can't spill the beans. Fair enough, fair
0: enough. Well, Switzerland usually does well in these situations, so I'll, uh, we'll give that one to you. Karen Parrish, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and helping clear up some of the possible myths versus facts of what's required to get into our premier tournament.
1: Thank you, Morgan. I look forward to seeing you soon.
0: Beautiful. All right. Take care, sweetie. Bye-bye. This podcast was powered by Selkirk. This podcast is also brought to you by the next generation of Selkirk Paddle. The Vanguard. Well, that's all we've got time for in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm Morgan Evans, and this has been More or Less Pickleball.